Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the age-old question for Kansas City sports fans. The NBA or the NHL? Well, it looks like the NBA is ready to expand, and Kansas City could be on the list. We talk with Tim Canton, one of the members of the local effort trying to convince the NBA that Kansas City is the right place to be. Well, I think it's pretty cool, Tim. You're in kind of the right spot at the right time. The Chiefs are winning big. Obviously, the Royals will be back before we know it. And and people in town are kind of getting excited because, you know, you have a pandemic, but you can always take positives away from everything. And that may be expansion now for the NBA. And you've kind of been on the forefront of getting a team here to Kansas City. What was behind you getting, you know, the grassroots effort of saying, you know what, it's time to bring the NBA here to Kansas City. Yeah, you know, I grew up an NBA fan. Um, I think the 90s is when I really loved and fell in love with the NBA and the culture around it, too. I think there's so much culture that can be assessed from the NBA beyond just what goes on in the court, maybe even more so than any other sport. Um, And so I'd I'd fallen in love at an early age, kind of, I feel like, fell out of sorts with it a little through college. Um, and even as I got a little older, I would follow it, but it was more like, I'm going to watch the playoffs really intently and maybe catch a game every now and then. But really it was back in, in January. It's kind of weird. You know, Kobe passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason it really brought me back into the fold to love the NBA again and get involved and pay more attention. And of course the pandemic hit. Um, so we had a little more time on our hands at home. <laughs> Uh, and I started thinking like, what would it be like, you know, we've always thought about NHL and NBA, uh, but what would it be like to have jerseys and like, what would the team names be and what could it look like? And so that really is what started it. And I figured, how am I going to share these? I think it's just kind of fun kind of design exercise as my day job as designer. And so I started doing these explorations with teams uh, and I created a Twitter account in February called uh, NBA Kansas city. And that's where it kind of started to live and, some more local uh, Twitter accounts, like Chiefs Twitter accounts, started retweeting some things. Um, and so it just kind of gained a little bit of momentum. And while the audience is still kind of small, it's got a lot of traction and engagement. 
when we're posting stuff. And then lo and behold, um, NBA chatter started to, to kind of ramp up a little bit because of the pandemic and the financial losses or thereabouts about the NBA and how they can infuse some more cash and expansion was, was where it came about. So, yeah, and expansion came about and, and, and people love to talk about, you know, the NBA or NHL in Kansas city, because it's like what we're lacking to you know, kind of put us over the map. But I, before we get yeah. into all that, you, you grew up here in town without an NBA team. And it's, it's really not, normal for somebody who grows up in Kansas City to be like, hey, I'm an NBA fan or an NHL fan for that matter. How'd you fall in love with the sport in a town that didn't have the sport? Yeah, so it's funny. I grew up, I'm kind of a lifelong Kansas City area person. I grew up in St. Joe uh, and I grew up playing basketball in elementary school. My mom supported it a lot to the point where she actually coached uh, a couple games for us, <laughs> which is kind of funny to think about yeah. um, back then, if you know my mom. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I fell in love at a young age, and I feel like that gateway to the NBA, like most people in the Midwest, was Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Um, and, I mean, I loved Michael Jordan, watched all the Bulls games, um, lived and died by playoff games as a kid, had a pair of Air Jordans, which I probably shouldn't have had because they were so expensive. <laughs> we didn't have a ton of money. So, uh, and then Shaq broke into the league with Penny, um, and I fell in love with them and became a Magic fan. So I was a Bulls fan, and then when when Jordan left um, to go play baseball for a little bit, my interest kind of started to shift over towards Shaq and Penny um, and was enamored with them and uh, was in the Penny fan club growing up. I've got my Shaq jersey over here on the wall um, and Penny basketball. So, yeah, I kind of split my time growing up between those two teams uh, living in Kansas city and, and watching a little bit of college basketball, but it was really Jordan and Shaq. Um, and then again, the things that, that came out of that with NBA culture, right? So right. starting lineup figures, trading cards, you know, NBA jam shoes, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. But I, I think it's it's good though. Like if you could live in a city and that doesn't have a team, you can pick your team. I mean, you're not right. like bound and forced to root for an NBA team like the Charlotte Bobcats or now the Hornets, I guess. And <laughs> right, you know, yeah. a, a team that constantly loses. Hey, you're able to pick and choose your teams. And I've I've ha- uh, had a friend here who who's written to NBA teams now an adult, but as a child wrote to NBA teams asking why he should be a fan. And a lot of teams responded and sent him gear and stuff like that. And he was able to pick his NBA team that way. So I, I guess growing up in a town that doesn't have a team gives you the 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 limitless possibilities you know yeah and i mean that's kind of how i was when i was a kid it was i'd follow players you know follow those rivalries between jordan and barkley the knicks uh, of course the pistons and lakers early on but yeah i was more of a team uh person with favorite players and then as i got older it was more about just the players uh once Shaq and jordan and penny kind of faded away it was like just following players which i am more even to this day um with John ja Morant, like what he did last year, mm-hmm. Trey Young with kind of the local Big 12 ties. Um, so, yeah, I've been able to do that. It's been kind of fun. But if we ever got a team, of course, that loyalty shifts pretty quickly. It does. And and, and you could have a kind of a foot in the door if we get a team here in Kansas City. And, and it is a big if. There's still a lot of things that obviously need to be accomplished. But yeah. uniform design, you you got handled, man. Some of the stuff that you put <laughs> out there is stunning. And, and not necessarily the designs 
I love some of the history that was involved with some of the names you picked. Obviously, Monarchs is pretty good, but I'm going to tell you flat out, man, Wolfpack's the way to go. And when I saw that and read your reasoning behind the Wolfpack Club with the Chiefs, I'm like, man, this guy's not only nailing the uniforms, but you're nailing what pulls at our heartstrings in Kansas City, I think. And that's who we are. And that's our history and our past. And like the names that you came up with aren't just generic, like, you know, Kings names or something like that. They're names that are identifiable to Kansas Cityans. Yeah, I tried to take that in consideration through like all the exercise. And I think it was the advertising marketing person in me. <laughs> uh, and then you combine that with fandom. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned like the Monarchs for the royalty theme. And I had had some some talks with Bob Kendrick about that name too of, you know, does it make sense to use it? Is it insensitive to use it? Um, and he was all for it, you know, and just like the Nashville Stars, you know, they're trying to get an MLB team. He's on the board of directors for that. And with the Negro leagues. Um, so using it is more of to honor the name and legacy and not to, you know, stomp on it, make something new. So yeah, I started with the monarchs, of course, keeping in royalty themes with what we've got here in Kansas city. We tried the Knights, uh, the King Cobras, I thought was just kind of an interesting name. Um, but then I, I started to think, well, what are some mascot driven names that don't fall in line necessarily with royalty? Uh, and Wolfpack was one of those and used red and blue to tie into Royals and Chiefs and, and bringing that together. And even with the name Wolfpack, it being something that we can kind of harken back to the Chiefs fan base and, and that type of thing. So there's been discussions recently about maybe, I think it was in the Kansas City Business Journal, about the Timberwolves potentially wanting to to move cities. It just depends. It's, you know, all up in the air with all this stuff. But um, if they were to move, you could even rebrand them. They're already the Timberwolves. You could make them the Wolfpack as kind of a transition. So, yeah, it's fun to think through those names. I mean, I've got a ton of them, mascot, non-mascot driven. Uh, but that's that's where my thought process went. And I went to Twitter to kind of almost do research and and get some fan engagement to see what they liked. So what, where are you like kind of leaning right now? Like, give Give me your rundown of your top five favorite names that you've come up with for the new franchise. Yeah, so if I had to pick Monarchs, and in no particular order, but top five would be like Monarchs, King Cobras, Wolfpack for the three. Um, I also really like the Hype. Kansas City Hype is a non-mascot driven name, which is kind of a fun, energetic name. And then if I went with something that was still non-mascot driven, it'd probably be the Hustle. I feel like it kind of, and not to put any positive spin on mob mentality or mafia in Kansas city's history, but it felt like the hustle kind of felt like something that falls into to that and feels nondescript and still has energy in it. Um, so I like those a lot. And then something as a city edition Jersey, we could do city of fountains. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a shirt that said, let's turn the city of fountains into the city of buckets. Um, so yeah, those, those are probably my top ones um, that I've come up with so far. What's been the response that you've gotten from people? I'm, I'm sure it's probably been all over the board. Some probably go, that name stinks. That name's terrible. But like the ultimate overall response of what you're doing when you show the uniforms, you show the names that you've created, I, I'd imagine it gets people excited. Yeah. I mean, it gets, it gets people fired up for sure one way or the other, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. As you've seen, you know, it's, it's not a hot take <laughs> by any yeah. means, but they react that way sometimes. Um, I mean, everyone's been really responsive to the Monarchs name. Um, but you do have people that are like, oh, detracts from the Negro Leagues. Um, but knowing Bob is on board with it, if it were to happen, is, is helpful. 
but overall they've been really responsive. Now, you know, you do Wolfpack and they're like, I don't like the color. Or I don't like this. So it, it is all over the board. I would say though, Wolfpack and Monarchs have had the most play when it mm-hmm. comes to positivity. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, Monarchs is a detraction from the Negro Leagues Museum at all. I think it's an enhancement of the Negro Leagues Museum. And as, as we've seen over the, you know, the last couple of years, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum has made so many strides in becoming more well-known just outside of the Kansas City area What with Major League Baseball giving a million dollars, a lot of players taking, you know, an, an interest in the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. It is truly a gem here in Kansas City. And I would think the name Monarchs would absolutely help enhance that, that, that feature that we have here in KC. Yeah. And it's interesting because we go back to the royalty themes of, you know, the Royals and chiefs and really monarchs were the first ones to kind of put that in place from a naming convention standpoint. Um, But yeah, I mean, it only brings, I think a positive light and attention to it. As you mentioned, uh, MLB has recognized them. uh, What was it about a month ago? Not even uh, as official stats and that sort of thing. Uh, You've got more people touring it when they come through um, for games in all sports, you know, going there is a spot they must go see before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think it's a positive thing, regardless of if it happens. I mean, as you mentioned before, it's very early on to think about this, but it's fun as a fan to discuss it and if nothing else draw attention to the nba in kansas city well and it it raises attention you know nationally that hey we could be a good market for the nba obviously from a sports standpoint there's not many places better than kansas city from supporting your team and loving up your team and really embracing your team as a community from people outside of kansas city what kind of is the reaction that you've gotten from folks who don't live here in town yeah it's interesting because you'll always see um outlets or david aldridge or whoever mentioned something about expansion, especially now with, with the talks being more prevalent. Um, and it's like, which cities would you like to see Kansas or to see an NBA franchise come to? And inevitably it's always Seattle is the flood, which I get, it makes sense. And if there's going to be two expansion teams that realistically will be a a city, but then you throw out Kansas city and it's interesting to see, uh, maybe folks that don't have any skin in the game or, or don't have a realistic shot to get an NBA franchise in their city still mention Kansas City. Um, so it, it's been positive overall. Um, it's always interesting to see people offer up our, our town as a landing place that's not from here, doesn't have roots. Um, and, and really the top cities have been like Seattle, Las Vegas, Kansas City, Louisville, and then kind of a second tier of Vancouver, San Diego, Austin, uh, maybe Nashville, but I think they're more on the MLB side of things trying to get that done. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been positive. Um, it just makes sense. We're a championship city. Chiefs and Royals have both won somewhat recently. You've got the history with sporting and the U.S. soccer team, uh, more infrastructure in place with the airports um, and our downtown growing. So it all makes sense uh, as Kansas City to be a target for the next one of the next franchises or a relocation. Have you heard of people when, when you say Kansas City for the NBA, look at you and go, no, no chance. And, and if so, like, like what is their reasoning as to why it wouldn't work here in Kansas City from the outside? I got your internal reasons, but like from the outside, like people who don't live here, what are they saying? Yeah, I feel like they just, I think it's a perception thing. Like they almost, I feel like they almost close out the fact that we've got the Chiefs and Royals and the success we've had. And it's like, well, they can't support a third team. I think that's more of, the, the issue that gets brought up, but we've seen just how much support is there for the Royals, you know, for the championship, uh, 
uh, parade and for the, the chiefs and how people show out. I mean, we have a five state reach uh, for an audience because we don't have an NBA team in the area. Um, so I think the biggest thing to them is like, oh, they don't need another team for the market size they are. Uh, but I really do think we can support another one. Now, could we support an NHL and NBA team? No, I don't think that's probably the case. Would it be great to have both? Absolutely. Growing up a Blades fan? Uh, yes, it would be. Um, but yeah, I think, I think NBA uh, feels like a better fit. We do have the Mavericks here as a hockey team. We've seen success with that from an independent standpoint. Um, but we've also seen the Big 12 uh, championship game and the crowds it draws. So I, I think it makes sense to have the NBA team here. You know, the, the, the biggest thing that you know people have told me over the years is we're good with welcoming a team into town, but we need that owner. We need that person who's going to step up and shell out the money. And I personally don't know who that is right now in Kansas City. I'd like to think Patrick Mahomes can make anything happen because he right. brought a Whataburger here to town, for <laughs> God's sakes, right? So if you could do that, you could do anything. But from a who's going to own this team perspective, that's kind of where we stand right now. Who are you maybe hearing behind the scenes? Maybe people have approached you and said, hey, maybe this could be a person that could potentially be that person that wants to bring the NBA here. Yeah, so we know how much it's going to cost. It's about $2.5 billion to bring a team in. So that's staggering, right? That's insane. That's like, well, Jeff Bezos could own several teams if he wanted to, um, but then who else? Um, so yeah, Mahomes is definitely part of not necessarily an ownership group, but he's kind of the forefront to push this right now. But we do have a few people behind the scenes uh, that's trying to put together something a little more official for people to go look at, and that'll be available sometime after the Super Bowl. The next thing is, how do you sell the NBA on Kansas City and not Las Vegas? Because it sure seems like, as you said, like Seattle's getting the deal, right? How do you sell them on Kansas City and not Las Vegas? Because Vegas, to me, appears to be like everybody now. Wants, oh, all of a sudden, the NHL went there and had success. Now the NFL's there having success. A place that nobody wanted to be now seems like people are falling all over themselves to get there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's It's a tough sell because I think, I personally think it comes down to those three cities. I don't think there's as much competition with Louisville. I could be wrong about that, but Seattle, Vegas, and KC seem like the top three. My hope is, and I'll kind of figure out why it's better to come here than, than Vegas here in a minute, but I think my hope is that there is a chance at relocation for probably one or two teams. So we're not even just looking at expansion. I think we could be looking at a relocation option too. So I would say let's not get too discouraged if they do grant expansion teams because it could be a year or two after that someone may relocate you never know uh timberwolves being a prime example um so back to why you know vegas has the golden knights an expansion team go to the stanley cup kind of insane <laughs> but proves that it can happen to, to any expansion team uh of course the raiders move there with their sh- fancy shiny stadium um so it is tough the summer leagues there uh for the nba so that's another kind of check mark on on their box that they can look at i would say we've already established the success that vegas is having um, as a city and we are growing as a city so we're on the come up so i think as a city we've got a leg up on vegas in terms of how we're growing and and nurturing a a sports culture and we've already been there right whereas they're still trying to establish that uh, across the board and less transplants i feel like so you've got that hometown pride that we saw really shine through uh, with the Royals to start with and then grow into the Chiefs uh, with the infrastructure of, you know, the new airports, 
the streetcar downtown, uh, the downtown in general um, growing. And then I, I think a, an interesting thing could be the KC Star building. Uh, KC Star, you know, shut down, unfortunately, or moving to, to Des Moines. That's going to be a vacant building, I think. I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. If it's not, it's right by the Sprint Center. It's a perfect practice facility. It's beautiful. You could renovate it. It's right next door. Um, so I think there's a lot of positives in the years to come for Kansas City um, getting the, the NFL draft here. Um, there's recognition that we're a great sports town, and I think we've already established that, whereas Las Vegas has to still grow it. What do you think? Five years, six years, 10 years? Like, what's a realistic kind of expectation for fans are getting excited? Like, yeah, maybe we can do this. When do you think that would be? Well, the NBA and Adam Silver, before the, the season tipped off, mentioned like expansions on the table again. Um, it's not fast tracked yet, but it's at least a discussion being had, which is more than we expected. Um, COVID with financials, you know, taking a hit on the NBA, it's been discussed in articles that 2022, they might start discussing it again. So, I mean, if they start discussing it, you would think within two years, maybe 2024, they might potentially grant a team. Now that's speculation that is based on timelines that are out there. Um, so I think that's the earliest, unless you get a relocation, which I feel like those things happen way faster um, and are more unexpected, like New Orleans, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, going from Charlotte and then Charlotte getting their team back <laughs> as the Hornets. Um, so that could potentially be faster. If I had to guess, I'd say six years, max, maybe eight yeah. uh, before somebody gets a team. But I think discussions, serious discussions will happen closer to 2022, 2023. Have you found yourself down a rabbit hole you never expected? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, in every way, I think. <laughs> yeah. What's been the, kind of the, the the biggest like eye-opening thing? Like I just designed some jerseys and now here I am like kind of one of the spokespeople for bringing the NBA to Kansas City. Yeah, it's been just good time, right place, right time is probably yeah. how you would you would describe it. Uh it's been wild because it did just start as kind of fun exercise uh and then I would cite some sources I'd find uh, online about you know average ticket price average arena pr- or average arena capacity and before you know it uh, it kind of spiraled into something where now we've got an official group uh people in place like i said that'll information will come out a little more about that later uh that's going to do a real push as a fan group and engagement um website and that kind of thing where you can go and learn more about our city and why it's a good place uh and then the other side kind of the business side um people that are handling, you know, ownership group and revenue earnings and that kind of stuff uh, with Jarrett spearheading that. Um, Yeah. It's been crazy to get brought into the fold of that and, you know, get on and talk to Bob Kendrick uh, about Negro league stuff, whether it's the Monarch's name or helping out with the campaign because of the NBA stuff that happened. So it's, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. What, what, what's next now? I mean, obviously there's a lot of just yeah. killing time and waiting and you may go months without doing something. So, so like what's next in the process. And besides that fan site, like what can we start doing as fans or people that want the NBA here in Kansas? What can we start to do with this? So I think one of the easiest things to do is when you see uh, an outlet or uh, a journalist talk about Kansas city, Keep bringing the hype about Kansas City. Keep pushing the hype and show that you want a team here. Um, I feel like with, uh, for instance, the Blue Line Bar and the Blues, we don't have an NHL team. A lot of people attach themselves to the Blues, have a big fan base, even though there's no team here. 
we need to start bringing that kind of the, to the forefront. We don't need to attach ourselves to a team, but we need to show that there is a genuine interest here, whether it's through social media, um, supporting, you know, when we can college basketball, when it's here more often uh, and really get the chatter going because uh, what we're trying to do is hype up the city and present ourselves as an NBA ready city with an arena and a fan base that wants a team. So that's what I would do right now. Um, at some point, we'll have some more kind of touch points for fans to interact with. Um, but until that happens, I think it's just showing the support for a team and, and that you're interested in it. You know, and to kind of bring this thing back full circle, Tim, is is we started out saying, you know, COVID is a bad thing, obviously, that has happened, but you could always take good from it. If COVID doesn't happen and the shutdown doesn't happen, are, are we sitting here having this conversation where we're this, maybe this far along in the process? I think it's sped it up a couple years at least, uh, based on what I've read and what I've seen uh, around the league. Um, it, I don't think we are. I think COVID, in some weird way, has progressed this specific topic and fast-tracked it a little bit more. Now, that's not, again, to say we're going to get anything soon, um, but originally I thought it was 2024 before they'd even consider it, and now I've seen 2022. We'll see if that if that holds. Um, you know, we're still playing without fans in arenas. Um, and then who knows what's going to happen with the recent developments um, with COVID and limiting players to who they're going to have in, in rooms and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely fast-tracked it beyond, I think, what people would have thought, which is another reason why, as a fan base in Sports uh, City, we need to be ready when that opportunity comes. So we got to do the legwork now. Hopefully in the coming weeks, we know who's part of that ownership group and really truly does have the commitment to bring the NBA to Kansas City. Because without the owner, we don't have a team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.